The opinions of Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman don't reflect the views of Gal Media. Parental discretion is advised. KFNC Mont Bellevue, Houston, a Gal Media station. My friends are degenerates, but I never change them. Liars, cheats, and hypocrites, not the time for saving. This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we are back on the Blitz. Hour number two, 713-780. ESPN's your number, 713-780-3776. can also get us on the Blitz Facebook page. Find the Blitz, click like, you're good to go. There's Twitter, at Fred Fowler, F-A-O-U-R, at A.J. is the real, at Aaron is Blitz, at Degenerates975. You can text the show. Know the number for that. You can uh, watch us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash ESPN975. And if you missed the first hour, we uh, mentioned the guilty verdicts. Talked a little bit about that. Talked a little football, a little basketball. AJ had a chance to uh, express his undying love for Steph Curry. Per so, usual. Yeah, yeah. But see, this time you actually had a reason to do it. I mean, that's, well, that's the yeah, thing. It's not like those you know, MVPs and championships mm-hmm. were good enough reason. Yeah, well. I did have some uh, some numbers on that because uh, somebody asked, like, you know, how often does the MVP come from a bad team? The it, it's it's rare. Ten of the last twelve MVPs came from the number one seed in their conference at the end of the season. Yeah, and then we've we've always, we've talked about that a lot. That's the common. two the two exceptions. Uh, twenty eleven, twenty twelve. LeBron James was the two seed. In 2016-17, Russ Westbrook was the sixth. Uh, on average, NBA MVPs, their teams win 76% of their games, which is about 62 games out of 82. And uh, 10 of the last 12 MVPs have been ranked number one by PER. And currently, Jokic is number one. The two exceptions, both point guards. Steph in 2015 was third. In PER and Rose in 2011 was ninth, and those are also the only two MVPs since 08 to score less than 25 points per game. Rose and, and Curry, so so Curry didn't deserve it the time he wanted. Uh, apparently so not. Yeah. Apparently not. There you go. Just want to be fair, fair and balanced. Eh, it's it's too it's too late. You've already you've already expressed your love. So just looking at the the Texans depth chart just briefly, and then I'll I'll get to the mock draft thing. I promised you. But your offensive line will probably start out with Laramie Tunsil, Justin McRae, who they brought in, who's a pretty good guard, Justin Britt at center. And then you'll either have Sharping or you'll have uh, um, Titus Howard as your other guard if he can adjust to that. you got Marcus Cannon at right tackle where he's really good. That's got the potential to be a very good offensive line. It's, it's much, got potential, Much certainly. better than last year's. Yeah, but remember last year was supposed to be the year that like they took another step forward. Yeah, well, they also have a real offensive line coach this year. That'll help. Which I, I think will make a difference. And Marcus Cannon is good, but how many players have gone from New England to somewhere else and been not as good? A lot. Basically all of them. And he's, he also set out a year, but at, at least... And what, what's he, like 32-something? That doesn't mean he can't start in the league. No, I'm not saying that. I'm yeah. just saying like it's at that point of, of your career, if you're missing seasons it's alarming yeah although maybe he's maybe he also got healthy you know, could be that happens to a few guys too 
But I do worry. But I about, feel like he's a. I think he's a really solid right tackle, which is something that. Well, I think he's better than Titus Howard was at right tackle. I hope. Well, I think he will be, but anyway, I mean that you, you could throw all the water you want, and I think that's the one strength that they have going in, and unless they have injuries, which I mean, offensively, you, there's. I'm not arguing with you. It's the best thing about their offense when you consider who the running backs are. Well, but that's the thing. It doesn't really matter if you have a good offensive line, potentially good offensive line, when you don't have anybody to run the football. Your best playmaker is probably Brandon Cooks. Yeah. That's crazy. Uh, The real problem is the other side of the football. Like, if the season started today... The real real problem is both sides of the football. Well, yeah. No, but I mean... Listen, I'm giving you positives on one side, and and I know, I know, in your mind, there cannot be a single positive with this team. I'm trying to give you the one positive right. that's there. This is where you can go ahead and pee all over everything. Here's your starting the depth chart. Still list Vernon Hargraves as a starter. Uh, here's who's, who's your probable starters. Okay, this is what you're going to have. Okay, your defensive tackles, Malik Collins and, and Ross, Ross Blacklock. Blacklock. Okay, Ross Blacklock. The only hope is that he gets a lot better. Since he didn't have a camp last year, of course, it doesn't look like they're going to have a camp this year. Yeah, Malik Collins, average NFL best player. Yeah, right? Duke Edgeyefor maybe rotates in there. So. Uh, yeah, your defensive ends, you'll be choosing between Shaq Lawson, Charles Aminahue, and Whitney Merciless. <sighs> mm, yeah. Oh, oh, what about uh Jacob Martin? Uh, Jacob Martin is not a defensive end. Oh yeah, okay, okay. Uh, he is an outside linebacker. But uh, it's, Merciless is kind of an outside linebacker too. Yeah, but he's. Probably the the other options are Jordan Jenkins and Jonathan Grenard. Mm, Grenard's about the same size as Merciless, so you're probably looking at Merciless. Okay. Now, I I think you're probably going to have to put a draft pick in there, but how many third-round defensive ends make it? That's a tease for my my mock draft. Zach Cunningham is your inside linebacker. Okay. Your outside linebacker. As we switch to a 4-3. Right, right. Keep that in mind. So here's your outside linebackers. Maybe Merciless stays outside, but otherwise it's Christian Kirksey, Kevin Pierre-Lewis, Dylan Cole, Jake Martin, Duke Edgefor, Tay Davis. It, okay, where do they have? Where do they list Shaq Lawson? Shaq Lawson's defensive end. That's one I, I mentioned. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I mentioned he's probably your starter. You're probably looking at Shaq Lawson, Aminihue, or Merciless, one okay. of those two. Lawson's a definite starter for you. But that's Somewhere. Your defensive end. Yeah. Yeah, but... And I'm so used to thinking of them as a 3-4 team, so Shaq right, Lawson right. would be an outside yeah, linebacker. Yeah, same thing with Merciless, but now yeah. that they've moved it, okay. you've got to... Okay, but your outside linebackers are, are probably Christian Kirksey, Jake Martin in passing downs, Duke Edgefor, Kevin Pierre-Lewis. <sighs> yeah. That, you haven't that, said anything good. That, that's what I'm saying. It doesn't get... I mean, this is, this is where you're supposed to and be. And I'm excited for this part. Uh, yeah, here's your cornerbacks. <laughs> Bradley Roby, who will be suspended for the first game. Uh, it's just one game. Who will uh, fill in for him? Desmond King? Terrence Mitchell, Desmond King, Vernon Hargraves, Tevier Thomas, Keon Cross, and John Reed. Oh, who's it got listed as starters? Uh, Roby, King, and Hargraves. Gross. And one I saw had Roby, Hargraves, and John Reed. Oh, boy, Vernon Hargraves is just... I, that's one of the more head-scratching signings. It's uh, it's kind of the defensive version of the David Johnson thing. Yeah, like you didn't have to do that, but you did it. Why? Well, well <laughs> at least he's cheaper. Uh, yeah, considerably. Um, and then uh, your safeties: Justin Reed, Eric Murray, 
Terrence Brooks, A.J. Moore, Lonnie Johnson, Jonathan Owens, an awful lot of average back there. Ugh. Maybe Justin Reed turns back into what he was. Maybe Lonnie Johnson can play safety. Well, it's it's time for him, if, if he can play at all, it's time to live up to being a second-round pick. And those other guys are just, you know, you got rid of some garbage, you brought in some more garbage. Yep. It, it's, it, it's like uh, sometimes when you go to pick up the poop of your dog in the yard, sometimes you have a green bag and sometimes you have like a brown one. Yeah, they just brought in brown bags for green ones. It's it's funny because do you remember when um, they they sort of they've had a couple of these guys over the the course of their history that they moved from cornerback to uh, to safety and like Quinn, uh, Glover Quinn. Yeah, uh, was a corner, and then they moved him to safety, and he actually he, he actually played well at corner and played better at safety. Yeah, Kareem Jackson, uh, and he kind of got bounced back and forth uh, quite a bit. It, yeah, what, Kareem became a really good safety, but I mean, maybe maybe Lonnie Johnson can be rescued. Yeah, I, and, and if it does, and maybe the the Tampa two's better for him, and maybe he and Reed are really good back there, which means that's one position group that will be okay. Yeah, but I'm also not going <laughs> to hold my breath. No, that, that you know that he'll be, he'll be a really good safety because he I mean, he was disastrous at corner. I mean, the Texans have had they've had bad luck at drafting at a lot of positions, but cornerback has to be near the top yeah. of the ones that they just have no idea what they're doing. I mean, you got to go back to Dante Robinson. It's a long way. Probably back. the only one they ever drafted up high that was worth the darn. Well, Kareem it, Jackson, like you said, yeah, got, but got as better a, as a corner. Yeah, I mean it's. It is. Uh, it, it's been a struggle, a, a, a dark area for them. There's the boss in there, David Gow. I know. Yeah. Now be, do, do a good. Let's, okay, let's yeah, start let's, doing a good show. Yeah, let's let's, let's uh, start over. Three, yeah. two, one. All, All right. right, we are back on the Blitz. Excellent sports talk radio show. No messing around. No funny business. No inappropriate AJ, jokes. All right, let's let's pick this back up with the Texans. What do you think the Texans are going All to right, be like? You <laughs> can't do that. Um, so on that note, Yard Barker did a three-round mock draft. All right. And I scrolled all the way down to 67 so that we would have a Houston Texans pick. Would you care to hear who it is? Aaron looks all interested in her. Did you look this up, Aaron? Did you already know? Uh, no, I didn't actually scroll all the way down. I got tired of scrolling at one point when I saw it, and I was like, eh, I'll just Mac do it later. Jones. Uh, all I know is Jones. <laughs> all I know is that, you know, if you know... Kellen that- Mond. No, not Kellen Mond. I, I, I almost think Kellen Mond's going to go higher than sixty-seven, which disturbs me. Um, no, but he is from the state of Texas. In fact, he's from. Uh, he'd be making a very short trip from Cullen over to Kirby. Oh, really? Peyton Turner, defensive end, okay. Houston. All right. I wouldn't hate that. I think uh, it feels high to me a little bit because I do think he's a bit of a project, talented dude, though. And, you know, he can get after the quarterback. It, it's going to be, I, I don't know that he's going to be a first year ready to be good guy because it is going to be quite the jump in competition. But I like the kid. If they, if they made that pick, I would uh, give old Nick a virtual pat on the back. I'm sure they won't. So, although the pick right after that, they have the Falcons taking Kenneth Gainwell. Mm-hmm. 
I wouldn't mind having him. Mm. <laughs> that guy, I think that guy's going to be pretty. You know, you know me in Memphis running back, so I'm 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 a fan. You're a sucker, is yeah. what you mean. Uh, I don't know about sucker. They all usually turn out to be okay. Man, they don't turn out to be as good as I thought they would be. But hell, Pollard ran pretty well for the Cowboys. Yeah. I mean, they they you know when you get one that they can usually play a little bit. Who's been the uh, the most successful one? Um. Well, you're going back away, D'Angelo Williams, by far. Yeah, that's but that's going back ago. a long ways, yeah. I have to look it up. But I mean, they've got a couple in the league right now that are pretty good players. Daryl Henderson. Daryl Henderson's player. a good player. Antonio Gibson's a good player. Yeah. See. Okay. There All right, you're right. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I'm not as stupid as I look. Damn you. All right. Quick break. It's a blitz on ESPN 97.5, 92.5. Five. This is the Blitz. Oh, that sounds great. On ESPN 97.5. You are listening to the Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we are back on the Blitz, 713-780-780. ESPN is your number, 713-780-3776, if you want to get in. Look at a little draft talk and a little Texans talk. I mean, not positive. I'd love to be positive. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Okay, here's one. What are your thoughts on Philip Lindsay? I thought he looked decent in Denver before Gordon got got there. I I like the signing. I think he has a potential to be a, a pretty good running back for him. Here's my problem. I like the Ingram signing, too. So if I sign Lindsey and Ingram, why the hell do I need David Johnson? Yeah, I don't get it. It doesn't make any sense. I'd much rather have Lindsey and Ingram, and, and that's your one-two punch, and Ingram's your short yardage guy, and you use Lindsey as your main guy. What? Why the hell do you still have David Johnson? I just, It just makes no sense to me, other than he must be a, he must be a Jack Easterby guy. Yeah. It's the only thing I can think of. Which, you know, it's it's funny how Jack Easterby has kind of disappeared, right? During because this whole Watson rub down, I mean, towel it, thing. It's certainly taking some heat off of him. Yeah, I I just want to make sure that every day we do mention Jack Easterby's a snake. He's a one fish, two fish, one fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish, snake. One snake, two snake. Uh, yeah. Not, you know what I'm saying? I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's funny right there. Not a snake in the way that Deshaun Watson's a snake or uses his snake. I don't know. But I'm just going to remind people of that. So, oh, first time, thanks for reading. Thanks for the good text. Which, you know, the thing is, I, I, I don't get to all of them. I try my best to at least read them. And sometimes you guys have good points, and then we move on so fast that I never get back to it. So that happens sometimes. I, I just I try to I try to keep up as best I can, but you know sometimes it's yeah because because I am trying to manage the twitch and everything else too. And you know it's fair to say well they're they're not all going to stay healthy. Yeah, that's why you draft a guy who's young who can come in, and you don't keep David Johnson who had one good game last year. 
one right at the end to get a new contract. Ooh. But it was a good one. Oh, yeah. I was uh, got 100 yards. <laughs> Woo. Had a couple decent runs. Woo. It was week 17. Yeah. Well, that was the most. Listen, what you mean uh, he showed up in the most important week of the season? Yeah. When they were. They call that make it or break it week. really hard to get the five yeah. wins. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. The lights are the brightest. He steps up. Actually, it was outdoors, so the lights were always kind of bright. But um, by the way, Mark uh, Berman tweeting out the Astros are reaching the eighty-five percent threshold in terms of players and staff getting the COVID vaccine. Well, too bad you didn't do that like two or three weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. Battery checker said, "Fred, with two games left last season, David Johnson had some sort of therapy or counseling to get his mind right, and after that, he had a great last. Oh, two games. that's what it was. It was uh, he got his mind right. All right, all right, all right. What's up, Raw Texas? Yeah, I, uh, yeah, that that's it. Ooh, got him a new contract. Got you, I, you know who did it? I bet Jack Easterby. I bet, I bet he went into Jack's office, and Jack and Jack said, you know, shout out to the bad running backs. Yeah, you know you." <laughs> I'm sure he'll have a better season with Deshaun not in front of him. Oh, yeah. You know, like with Deshaun not having the best season of his career, I'm sure David Johnson will only get better. Hmm. It's funny you mentioned the COVID stuff. Like, has there been any... I I get that Sterling Brown getting assaulted is a story in its own. And it's, you know... I'm not trying to victim blame here, but... Was he supposed to be at the strip club? Mm, not sure how that works. I don't know. Um, which, all right, I'm not a, uh, I'm not a strip club guy. Okay, but if I were a professional athlete and a strip club guy, and it was okay for me to go, I damn sure be surrounded with people who, who would protect me. I think he was at a place called the Booby Trap. Oh, really? Yeah. I wonder what they show there. Um, probably Home Trap, Alone, traps? over and over oh. and over again. Okay. On. <laughs> no, but terrible. I, and I, I mean, listen, like, let's not. I'm not acting shocked that. Uh, oh my god, a player in was in Miami and he went out to a strip club, but. It, I don't know. It, it just seems like nobody really talked about. Well, he he yes, he was assaulted, but was he supposed to be out at the strip club? Is well, that, and is that part? What are the rules? Is that a? Uh, I mean, is that part of the protocols? I I mean, again, I'm no expert, but I'm guessing no. I don't. I yeah, and it's not like it was Lou Williams leaving the bubble to go to a strip club, right? Like, right, <laughs> right, but. I'm sure they're socially distanced there. I, I feel like I, I, I would assume, and again, I don't know what all the NBA rules are, but I feel like they're pretty strict, like about you got to be in your hotel when you're on the road, and I, I don't know. I'm not hearing. Well, much. now he's not. He wasn't playing, right? He's been out with an injury anyway, right? But he, he's still. He was still with the team. Huh. It's very strange, sir. Um. Somebody says they the rules are give more leeway to vaccinated guys. Okay. So maybe he's vaccinated. Maybe so. So that way you're it's okay for you to go lick on a stripper. Apparently so. Yeah. So 
contactless lap dances only. Yeah, that's what, that's fun. Wasn't there supposed to be a three foot rule here? <laughs> I haven't been in a while, but eh, if that's three feet, there was once a. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm guessing it's back to normal now, but I, I remember there's a um, there's a strip club near our office that when you would drive by it was like a drive through strip club they they'd had it set up where like you could drive like in your car they you know you could still see the action yeah so well there's that hey you got to keep these uh these women employed man that's right you know it's 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 tough times although i see a lot of stuff i see a lot of things reopening now which is pretty cool but 713-780 ESPN HTX asks, as the roster is currently constructed, who do you think will be the week one receivers for the Texans? Well, I'm assuming it's Cooks and Cobb and QT would be your receivers. Yeah. Um, which, you know, if Randall Cobb's healthy, he's okay. But I, I kind of feel like that's a position I'd like to see them draft a project in the fourth round or so, somebody who could turn into a player. Um, in you know, fourth or fifth round, I'd, I'd like to see... I mean, there's some guys out there that could develop, but you know that that's a position that needs more depth. And you know, they got Andre Roberts can play, but they brought him in for special teams. So seven one three seven eight zero ESPN seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. So somebody says all the English Premier League teams have officially left the Super League. So is that the whole the whole, whole thing's thing, gone yeah. now? I yeah. feel like. Yeah, that's that's dead. It's not really a super league if you don't have the best teams. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a league, which is kind of where they are right now. Boy, that was Yeah, I I'd kind of come around to I like the idea. I kind of did too and I I've, I've and obviously I was in the uh in the minority and also I I don't care about soccer, but I feel like that's a good idea. Like why would you keep these crummy teams around when you could play in a league with all just the best teams. That seems more interesting to me. But again, tradition, man, you not don't, my you, thing. You don't mess with tradition in soccer. I guess not. So, and now, uh, cr- like, there's a, a trend on Twitter to get rid of Stan Kroenke, who owns the Arsenal. Like, apparently, he's not very beloved uh, by Arsenal fan. I don't think it's the Arsenal. I think it's just Arsenal. But uh, yeah, he. Uh, well, and we were talking about that with Glenn. There's a lot of Americans. Yeah. And they were all part of it. And Stan Kroenke, like, l- listen, this is a guy, you know, he owns an NBA and an NHL team. I mean, I don't think you're going to get a whole lot of complaints about that guy out of the, the American fans. I mean, he's it's not like he's cheap, you know. Yeah, but the Brits don't want Americans owning their stuff. I guess not. Well, maybe they should have won the war. How yeah, about that? be richer. Yeah. How about when we had that big war, you could have won and you'd own all our stuff, but we won. So we're coming to take your soccer teams. We're going to do it. Your FC. Isn't we're going to take, uh, take your FC. Doesn't the you make us actually have to watch news and tabloid crap about yeah. the Royals? This is what you get, Bruce. We're going to buy it with American Congrats. dollars. U.S. American dollars. You take those pounds and shove them up your... Damn right. Uh, go ahead, finish. No. I'm not going to say a curse word. The Brits don't deserve it. So uh, this is a lesson to them all. Yeah. So Cronky is is one. Uh, somebody can probably tell us 
who the other ones are, but uh, there are a lot of American owners involved in this thing, which makes sense, right? Yeah, because they're trying to get bucks. Well, yeah. The truth is, I mean, and like Glenn said yesterday, like these guys aren't buying into these soccer clubs because they care a lot about the the history and the tradition. They're buying into them. Billionaires buy into things not that they just are fans of. They buy into things that they can make money off of. Like Mark Cuban, he loves basketball and he loves the Mavericks. But if the if the Mavericks were were not going to make him money in the long haul, he would have never invested in them. That's not how billionaires stay no, rich. No, uh, no. Some of them, like right now, Jeff Bezos could buy whatever the hell he wants. Right? Yeah. It doesn't matter. He's not. He's not worried about making any more money. But that's uh, okay. So John Henry is the Liverpool owner. He's uh. The guy who owns the Red Sox. So he's another one. Uh, Randy Lerner owns Aston Villa. He's an American. He owned the Browns before purchasing them. The Glazer family owns Man U. Cronky, we mentioned, owns Arsenal. Uh, some guy owns Sunderland, but we don't care. Some guy. Yeah. Well, some young guy. Some rich guy. Uh, most of these are second-tier teams now, but those are the big ones. So. All, right. All right, i got to tell you guys about TGS Insurance. If you are thinking, man, it sure be nice if I could save some money somewhere, and if you own your home, well, I know a good place you can do it on your homeowner's insurance. You probably don't even know what you're paying for homeowner's insurance. I know I didn't, and called TGS, had my conversation with them, and it was like, oh, I can save how much per year? Over $1,000 that I'm just I have the same coverage you're telling me? Why would you not put that money back in your pocket? TGS makes it so simple. All it takes is a text message. Uh, you text the word money to 232323. They're going to text back, ask for your address. You send that back, and within 15 seconds, you're going to have a full and firm insurance quote right there in your inbox. No obligation. If you like it, great. Save that money. If you don't, no big deal. Throw the text away. You're, you're, you're all good. Uh, but again, they've, they've been doing this for years. A-rated insurance. They're going to get you out of your old policy, get you refunded on that, and start you saving money right away. Text the word money to 232323. Start saving big bucks today with TGS Insurance. Years of research and innovation. Innovation Map is the new voice of innovation in Houston. Pretty cool, huh, Morty? Covering startups, tech, energy, health, social impact, and more. Visit innovationmap.com today. Do it now! Do it! Do it! Do it now! Behold the king. The king of kings. On your knees, dog. This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we are back on The Blitz, and it's funny, uh, cr- hashtag Cronky out is trending. Yeah, that's what Twitter. I was telling you. Yeah. All right. You know what else is trending? Jerome Solomon. He always is. You can follow him on Twitter, at Jerome Solomon. And uh, you can hear him here on Sunday mornings as I... Often do while I'm driving around to make sure I get to listen. Can see him on TV. Can read him in the Chronicle. What's up, buddy? Man, it, it sounds like I'm an important person, and we both know that's hardly the case. It's very, but, very, but I do very important. That. If anybody thinks I'm important, Fred Fowler does, because we go back a ways. 
Hey, you're yes. very, very famous. A- AJ doesn't give a damn. What? I care. I care. Always, Jerome. About, about what? Oh, I'm not on? Yeah. I, ah! Yeah. No, you're on. No, Jerome's he's yelling. I think maybe he can't hear us. That's yeah. too bad. Fix that. Yeah. Well, I, was, I was giving him grief because uh, they were talking about their television habits. And basically, Lauren was talking about all the things she watched. And I'm like, she's got to still be watching iCarly. Her her television is, is like the most milk toast thing I've ever heard in my life, but it was a, it was a fun discussion. So I was listening to him Sunday morning. Jerome, we could hear you, and I was talking about how important you are to me, whether you believe it or not. <laughs> yeah, see, I don't know where I got cut off with the BS I was running. Oh, so but so I got cut off before you ran your BS. Yes. Okay. Cool. Right okay. before. <laughs> <laughs> Outstanding. Um, <laughs> we we were just kind of talking about this. Lost in all of the, uh, like the, and I, I get that it's not a, a a great thing that happened. It's like, oh man, a guy got got beat up at a strip club, got assaulted. This is a terrible story. I mean, did we just kind of like overlook that he was out at the strip club? Is that allowed? What do you know? What the rules is, are? Is, is that where we're going to? The, I, I didn't know that was. That, I, I, no, I, 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 I figured you had a better idea of what the COVID rules were for these for these rockets. See, I haven't been listening. I'm thinking you hit me because there's a strip club involved. <laughs> well, listen. I, I, it, listen, Jerome, it was either that or ask you about George Floyd because you're the only black person we know. <laughs> <laughs> and see, there are people out there who are like upset at that because they I believe know. They probably think that you actually <laughs> think, are the only black yeah, person. Right, know. I, I, see, I... I <laughs> you see I, why I went the other way? You see? I, no, but, <laughs> but we don't... You didn't even name the guy. Because nobody knows who he is. <laughs> Derek Chauvin or whatever. I mean, he's, he's in jail. No, That's what he is. A bad guy. Oh, you mean Sterling Brown. Right. They're the same guy. But no, <laughs> if you'd have flipped him, there are people out there who were like, yeah, that Sterling Brown guy killed George Floyd. Like, <laughs> well, everyone knows it wasn't a brown guy that killed George Floyd. Oh, God. I'm just... I'm, I'm just here for the fodder. I'm just That's here. It. To, That's it. I'm, I'm, I want to, I'm teed up. No, but seriously, I mean, do you know what the yeah. rules are for these guys on the road? Uh, no, no, I, I don't. Um, I know, I know they had some hardcore rules and I think they've adjusted them. I, I have not looked it up because. Cause you don't care about the not, rockets. Stir the not that important. That's going to come across wrong. But no, no, <laughs> they're so bad. They're so they move into a whole nother category that they're hard. They're, they're hard to keep up with. Like it, it, they don't win. They don't so win. Funny. They're not trying to do anything. They're not producing anything. And a guy that most of us didn't even know was on the team until un- until word came out that he was assaulted in Miami. You could have did a poll. You could have did a poll Friday of name some rockets, and he wouldn't have come up, right? Probably he would have been. Yeah. He certainly would have been way down the list. And that so that's yeah. It, it's unfair to him. I'm sorry. I'm sure his family is proud. Is very proud of him. But but yeah. Well, not for getting beat up at the strip club, but like for probably well, making the I, NBA, they're proud. But we don't know what, how he got beat up. I mean, he could have been, you know, a bunch of people jumped him and smashed the glass in his face. And I, I've never been there. You've never been there. 
and I know for you it's different because you can beat most people's ass. So for you, you feel a certain kind of way about it. Fred and I are more like <laughs> like Sterling hey, Brown. <laughs> yeah, we're like man, we, it could it 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 could happen to us. You're like bring it on. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's like listen, I'm sorry that's your girlfriend. I sorry I took the towel off. It worked for Deshaun. <laughs> I don't know why it didn't work for us. You know, it's funny you men- you mentioned how like the, you know the Rockets were. It's hard to even keep up. This it it, it kind of speaks something to because when the Rockets are bad and the Rockets have been good for a long time, they've at least been relevant for for almost forever. And now that this is like the first year that they're just total garbage and no one's mentioning them. It happens that way with the Astros. W- when the Texans are total garbage, we talk about them more than ever. It does, that, but that's the NFL. I, I, I literally am I'm writing a column, and Fred knows this better than anyone. I'm writing a column right now for tomorrow's paper because I'm desperate and trying to find something. <laughs> and so, and and part of it is you, you remember way back when Houston sports were so bad that we needed a lift, and the Astros gave it to us, and they, they, we had a good week because that was. Two weeks ago, and, and it's over. And yeah, it's it's it, things are not good. Things are, they have not been good, and it wasn't that long ago, a year or whatever ago, where sports editors and Fred Fire used to be one of them having us. Oh man, write about all the great things happening in Houston sports and all the superstars that we have. And you, you guys know my TV shows. I, almost a year ago, a little bit more than a year ago. The introduction, you know, the, the show opening montage had like De'Ara King doing a great spin in the game and, uh, DeAndre Hopkins making a great move and JJ Watt with, and on and on. And, and the, and they're all gone. All of them are gone. <laughs> and so, cause somebody emailed us, Hey, y'all going to change the show? Cause these people are not even in Houston anymore. Like, well, it just happened. We didn't have had time to, to readjust. It's, it's not a good time in Houston sports, but it's a great time for radio and discussion always. Cause negativity, you know, is, is well, more, more hot to talk about. It's, it's, it's great for people who are creative because, uh, Frankly, there's not much to talk about with any of these teams right now, and no. and yeah, and the the Deshaun stuff is. I mean, it's an interesting sideshow. It's a very very much a WWE thing, but there's only so many jokes you can make about his towel and about whatever that was on his stomach and him really? air air there's humping. You know, I mean, really, there's only so many. I'm I'm running out. I've heard you. I've heard you all. Y- y'all have been real creative <laughs> with this. Uh, it takes a lot of work, a lot of practice, Jerome. Uh-huh. You're not the only writer around here. Uh, no, fortunately, I can't put those things in the newspaper, so no. It's and, y'all, he can't y'all. Put, and he can't put those things in that? Never mind. Never mind. See, that's, a, that's my point. <laughs> y'all, are, y'all are in your own category on this. Y'all are running and going with it. There's a whole station that can't even touch it, and another one that's not nearly good enough or creative enough. You guys have been, you guys have been kind of special on that. In that yeah. sense, well, we, we, we're not afraid to touch it. Unlike some of, no, uh, but I want to. Oh, I see. No, hey, I, I, serious, serious question. I know you can't, you can't talk about this specifically, but, um, but in general, because you're a columnist and you have to, you have to write for the newspaper. Uh, talk about the balance a little bit between doing things because, like, we can sit here and make those jokes 
Mm-hmm. And you really can't, even though you do your own show and you can have fun with it. I mean, you also represent the newspaper. When you do TV, it's the same thing. Uh, and, and without getting into the specific thing that I'm talking about, just how's the balance for you like that? Because yeah. I know that's something we used to talk about a lot when we worked at the paper together. Yeah, it, 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 it's difficult because it is the most um, interesting. I don't even know the word. I, I was going to say interesting, but it's, it's beyond interesting. It's the topic people want to talk about. I'm telling you, wherever anybody sees me from a distance, they're like, what's going to happen with Deshaun Watson? And it's hard. I, mean, I can't write a whole lot. It's a legal situation. And I certainly have to be careful about where I go with it and, and how I even touch it. I've, I've written two columns. The first one was, I'm not going to tell you about any of the accusations because He's innocent to proven guilty, and you put it out there, it'll never come back, but he's already, his reputation is ruined because of them. And then I came back later with a different one. And, and obviously, you guys know, you know, we have lost a, a teammate in, in a sense, in because of this case and how you deal with it. it it's, it, it's tough. It's difficult, mainly because everybody wants to talk about it. But we're still dealing with people or a situation that we don't know anything. And you're supposed to have an opinion on it because right. that, I, that, I, that's your job. And and you know I have an opinion. Yeah. You know, I have a bunch of opinions. But my opinion is, is it really is. This is one of those times where my opinion is, is meaningless because it's, it's what I think. But it's based on stuff that I don't even know. I mean, like, we don't know. We don't know what happened. We don't know what's true. We don't know what's not true. We don't, you know, on and on and on. And and Rusty Harden's um, deal that he put out yesterday, breaking down some of the things there. But, yeah, we, we figured that might be the case. Right. But but we had a whole month without the specifics of of those kind of things. And and that And what he put out doesn't turn it around and make us go, Okay, well, this is all nothing either, right? Right. It's it's man, and you've had the job of saying, you know, here's what we need to put out. Here's what we need to write. No, you, Jerome, you can't say that, or you could say that, or you should, or you shouldn't. I I don't I don't even know what I should or shouldn't say. Um. So I'm I'm choosing not to say much of anything because it's. I just don't Boring. know. Well, but, but you know what? Though, <laughs> right. I, 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 but I totally get that. Because I agree, AJ. You're right. Because if I had total, total freedom, I would just be AJ. <laughs> I'm, I'm like making T-shirts that say, if it's in your way, you can just move it. Yeah. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> Remove the towel. Yeah. No, I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm muting myself because there might be laughter. Yeah, well, but I mean, and, and honestly... I mean, I want to see how the whole thing plays out. And I've had some people who, who I trust very well tell me some things about this. And, um, you know, but after a while, until something actually comes to fruition here, I mean, all you can do is make fun of it. I mean, it, it's we, we could sit here and analyze the legal stuff to death, but it's all everything that's being done is is by the playbook. But it's it, exactly but it's what so, they're supposed to do. But, but in the newspaper, it's so much easier to make fun of something else. You know what I mean? Like, I... I I can make fun of, uh, you know, uh, Nick, uh, uh, make fun of Nick Casario saying right 
36 times in a, you know, in a, I, in a, I, I only in listened a, to 10 seconds and counted six. <laughs> oh, that, and so I can do that. Cause that's, that's innocent. It's not, it, there are no victims involved. And in the Watson case, whatever we think, whatever you think there are people, there are victims involved or people who say they're victims and that changes everything. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. they, like there are no victims involved with Bill O'Brien being a bad general manager, oh. the, uh, other, other than the fans, right, right. And, yeah. and the team. I mean, he, he pretty right. much, yeah, but yeah, but, but pretty much bent the team you over. You mistreat those victims. Want you to dog him? Even he's gone now. You know, it it it, it it's just different. I, I I listened to you guys yesterday, and uh, and and. You know, talking about the Brad Stevens stuff and all of that. And, and y- y'all were 100% on point and dead with it. But I disagree with the, almost everything. But it, but you were right. Well, you know, it, 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 it sounds crazy, but I disagree, but you were right. Like, I think Brad Stevens is vastly overrated. And, 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 and I think Woodson is underrated, but there's no way in hell I would pay Woodson what I would pay Brad Stevens. But there's also like Woodson making only three million a year. That's ridiculous. But that's on him and his agent. He didn't they have to take it. that job. Right, they took it. But but you know, there's a bunch of butts. Well, the the head coach at Indiana should not be making what the head coach at University of Houston is making in basketball. That's crazy because those programs are completely different. But Kelvin Sampson. But who would you rather have, Kelvin Sampson or Mike Woodson? Not even close. It's not a conversation. But Indiana had Kelvin. (laughs) They did. They had had their time with him. Yeah, and and the poor guy makes a phone call and it becomes a big deal. That's cheating. That was. Yeah, he got he got railroaded. We all know it. But again, but if you're Indiana, I don't care if you hired me or you. You 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 pay them more because you're Indiana. But, but you also you don't have to pay them more. No, but. you pay them what they're willing to take. I mean, like you you make a crazy offer to a guy that's your pie in the sky, and he says mm-hmm. no. You don't just go and say, okay, well, let's offer this guy. You know, Th- this the same this is our budget. We'll put it wherever. Yeah, yeah it I doesn't make it. sense. But the three million is is ridiculously low. But that's all Woodson. It's but, like, but it's also ridiculous that Mike Woodson got the the head coaching job at Indiana. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. never coached in college basketball before. Yeah, I, I hear you. He's got n- I, nine playoff wins or eighteen playoff wins in nine seasons. I mean, he, he's a. So you you got, you got, you're counting you counting the games. Okay, so you 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 try to put numbers out there that mean something. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He can't just be like, well, he played in Indiana. We got to well, give him all the money. What well, that that that's ten percent. That's more money. That's that's a bonus. <laughs> it's a, it's a, Indiana. It's huge in Indiana that you played at Indiana. <laughs> it, 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 and it, it it does mean more to him. But which which is the flip because because it means more to him. And you said it. I know you're half being facetious. He would he would take the job at a millionaire. He would have. That's that's. Brad Stevens was their dream coach. Indiana University is his dream job. And if you know so, what, if he if he does a good job there, whenever this contract's up, whatever six year deal is up, or even before it's up, they'll pay him like a real coach because other now then there will be other teams out there who are like, whoa, 
This guy's having some real success. He's only making three million a year. We'll give this guy some dough. And and I don't I don't know Woodson, but I think it's it's much closer to him being Carl Lewis, who took the became coaching started coaching at U of H track as a volunteer coach. Yeah. Because that's his school, that's his place, and his boy Leroy Burrell is the head coach. So he's like, Well, they can't pay me. <laughs> they 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 can't pay me what I'm worth. So, but I want to do this because it's something for me to do. Yep. It, it's much more closer to that family than really. That's all y'all gonna give me, and I'm desperate and poor. No, because Woodson could Woodson could be an assistant coach in the NBA until his last breath. You know, he so he so have to so could you though? Come on, no, 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 anybody no, can no. be an assistant in the NBA till their last breath. Well, well. Well, no, no, I, I mean it to say, like, no, I, yeah, I could do it, but they would never hire me. Where he he was in a good spot. He wasn't. He was he was never not going to be employed. So going to Indiana for him, that's a huge step. That's a bonus. That's a special move for him. He clearly he wasn't concerned about the money. And and you know who I who not who shouldn't be concerned about his money? You. Me. That's right. I ain't got nothing to do with it. They do. It's your job. They go. Yeah. I'm Knock a, yourself out. Yeah. It's my job to worry about his money, not yours. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jerome. Good stuff, man. <laughs> but Brad Stevens sitting there like, man, they, I'm that good, huh? Yeah, he knows it. And he still didn't want that, that crappy job. I think Brad Stevens is overrated. Don't get me wrong. But but he's still damn good. And also, Indiana's not the job that it was 10, 15 years ago either. No, no, it's not. But you know what? Um, Brad Stevens could have made it. <laughs> he he would have done all right. All right, that's Jerome Solomon. We'll talk to you next week, bud. Later, fellas. All right, I got to tell you about Lawyer Dave. Uh, El Tigre Tejano, who's probably in court right now, uh, winning a case for the Blitzers because that's what he does. And if you've been hurt in any kind of an accident, car, 18-wheeler, industrial, Workplace, slip and fall. Lawyer Dave is your guy. And if you're injured in an accident and you can't afford to go to a doctor, maybe you don't have insurance, guess what? If he takes your case, that's getting taken care of. You're not paying a dime out of your pocket until you win. Doesn't charge for his consultations either, which is great. You can call him and ask him a legal question about anything. And if it's not something he does, he'll refer you to somebody who will help you. And if it is something he does and he takes your case, then you're not paying a dime out of your pocket until you win. Based right here in Houston, but practices all over Texas, including with uh, all my good friends over in the Golden Triangle. He's got a bunch of cases over there. All you have to do is give him a call, 713-626-8900, or on Twitter, at LawyerDaveLaw, or you can go to LawyerDave.com, and if you can't remember any of that, just hit me up on email or Twitter, and I will get you that information. 713-626-8900. Need a lawyer? Better dial Dave. Bow down to the, bow down to the king. Bow down to the, bow down to the king. You are listening to the Blitz, 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 Blitz. on ESPN ninety-seven five.